Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the small council. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about uh, the top five and bottom five commanders. This is really just uh, more so an opinion um, episode. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of commanders we probably won't mention that have done very well for you uh, or against you um, that we might not be talking about. But this is just kind of our, from what I, we've gotten from our experience. And between uh, all of us, we've uh, played in quite a bit of tournaments. Um, not saying what we're uh, going to be talking about tonight is definitive and set in stone. It's just kind of our take on, you know, where commanders are sitting at the moment. Um, for those that are tuning in for the first time, uh, this show is done live so that you guys can kind of call in and give us your uh, feedback and just either add your two cents or just ask us questions. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, topic-related, but uh, if it is, uh, all the better. Uh, for those that can't listen to us live, um, you can listen to us on uh, any of the platforms that we're on, which is iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and the site that we do this out of, which is uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, we do do it live every week, uh, once a week on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time. And if you guys have been listening for a while and you're wanting to support us, uh, the best thing you can do is just share out the show and like the page. Uh, I think we're still sitting at, uh, last time I looked, I don't know, I think it still might be about 35 likes that we need. As soon as we hit 500 likes, we're going to give away either a Stark or Lannister starter half. Uh, if whoever wins doesn't need either of those, we'll give them two unit boxes of their choice out of uh, the pile of boxes that we have available to us. And then we'll be doing one additional drawing uh, for another unit box. So, and then we'll be doing another uh, draw for every 100 past uh, 500. So 600, 700, and so on. So definitely like out that page, uh, or share out the page and like it. Um, that is definitely the best thing you can do for us to help the show grow. Um, so we'll talk about anything and everything Song of Ice and Fire related. Uh, and we'll throw in some uh, extra stuff in there sometimes, but it's almost exclusively uh, for uh, that game or for this game that we love. Um, yeah, uh, I guess we can go on with uh, some of our lists. Uh, tonight we're going to actually start with the bottom fives, or uh, and some might say the worst, but I don't really necessarily like that term because I think um, every commander definitely has a fighting chance against any other commander. It just sometimes it might be more of an uphill battle than uh, most. So I'll kick it off with uh, my bottom five. And this is going from not the worst. Uh, this is going from, I guess, the fifth worst. And just to make it clear, uh, making my top five was sort of easy. Making my uh, bottom five was really hard because... Um, only two commanders I feel are kind of lacking. Uh, the other three, I just kind of, I threw them in there just because after a lot of thinking, you know, and debating with myself on what to put there, they just kind of fell there, but they're still really strong, um, I think. So, uh, number five is Davos Seaworth. I know he has a lot of tools, 
uh, at his disposal. I just, I don't know. He he gets rid of, uh, in my opinion, uh, Baratheon's second best card and adds just a pretty decent card. And then uh, his speed, I don't know. I feel like it makes them faster, but uh, if he maybe did more of what Rob does in the way of speed uh, as a commander, like kind of the hit and run, I think it would have been a lot more effective. Um, but so he's barely made the list. Like I said, uh, it took a lot of uh, crunching with a lot of the different factions and commanders to finally decide that I wanted him in this spot. Next up is probably a commander I find really fun, but I just strength-wise, I'm kind of on you know the fence about, which is Joffrey Baratheon. He has a lot of strengths. You know, you get those uh, the beefed up uh, Kingsguard for six points, and uh, he has some really strong cards, which is why he has the setbacks. But I've never been a fan of adding a uh, extra victory points to my list uh, if I can help it, or unless I feel like the uh, the risk is worth the reward. Which for him, it's kind of dicey so but I absolutely love playing with him in like casual and fun games but competitively I just hate knowing that I have uh, him out there that could be very vulnerable um, next up is uh, Donald Noy again uh, all three of these I've mentioned so far are just kind of there because you know after much you know debating that's just kind of where they fell I feel like he just kind of lacks, and some of his better cards are kind of have funny uh, um, timings that kind of take away from the strength of some of it. Uh, and then next is second worst is uh, Jamie Lannister. He's way better than he was before uh, with his new changes, but I still feel like he's lacking something. I feel like. He he's falling in the same category that uh, Roderick was before Roderick got changed, and that's a lot of things don't seem to flow together well, and they kind of a lot of things a lot a lot of what he's trying to do keeps you know bumping heads with itself, and he adds a lot of defensiveness to Lannisters, which already have a decent amount of defense. Uh, I think Lannisters' strength kind of lies in uh, their panic. Uh, and if you're playing like the mountain, you can make it like super aggressive. But I feel like Jamie's kind of play style doesn't suit uh, Lannisters uh, all that well with the tools they have currently. And then worst, uh, I would have to say is Bargo Hote. Granted, there's still some, uh, I think, one more unit for the Mummers to come out. And so that might drastically change things. You know, they might get like uh, an attachment that does something crazy that meshes well. But as it is, as it stands, I feel like Vargo. I don't know. I feel like there's other commanders that kind of just does what he does, but just better in almost every way. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's my bottom five. And like I said, this list was hard to make. I think Simon has done an amazing job uh, making the commanders all very competitive and very useful. And I, you know, considering there's what, like, seven, there's like 50-plus commanders now uh, out there. I think the fact that there's only really two that I think could use some 
booth, which is Jamie and Vargo. I think that's amazing. I think that is an amazing job to be able to come up with that many commanders and make them all different enough and useful enough that uh, you only have two that need work. And when I say need work, I mean just barely. I mean, I feel like there's just something missing uh, that's preventing them from, you know, being up there with pretty much every other commander. And like I said, Vargo could just be because, you know, the new unit that's missing could totally change things. And Jamie, I don't know, he's definitely way better than he was, but we'll definitely see uh, what the future has for these two. Uh, as for my other three, they're just kind of there um, just because I had to, you know, pick three to put uh, in the bottom and they just barely made the cut. Uh, what about you, uh, Chris, I know you have an interesting bottom five. Well, really quick, I just I wanted to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Chris, but I wanted to make a few comments on some of the the things you mentioned, Dave. Um, so I I listened to your list. I thought it was interesting that um, Donnell Noy is on there because like I actually like him. <laughs> so I think it just goes it just goes to show I think that you know, this is all really subjective and um, just like a good discussion. And I think, like you said before, I, you know, I want to just reiterate that I don't really think anyone is, any commander is bad or can't, you can't win with any of these commanders. It's just, I think, like you said, it's just personal experiences and opinions, but it doesn't mean it's the, uh, like, like set in stone or anything. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that um, really quick before we kept going. So. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, there's something about uh, Donald Noy that I actually really like, but I was trying to look. I don't know. Um, there's just something about him that uh, after looking at his cards, I don't know. Um, I feel like certain things, he, almost in the same way that Jamie uh, Lannister, like things don't seem to connect the way I would like them when I'm using him. Uh Granted, you know, we're talking about, like, 50-plus commanders, and I've only had, like, a handful of games with each one, or with a bunch of them, whereas there's some where I've had a good amount of games and some that I've had countless games. So, I mean, that definitely can skew the numbers a bit. Uh, but my little experience with uh, Donald Noy is a lot of his stuff doesn't seem to uh, connect, like, uh, trigger the way I would like it to, and it seems kind of... Uh, how to put it, uh, like, what's uh, his one card uh, that has the funny timing? Here, let me look it up real quick. We have um, Defensive Counter. When an unactivated friendly combat unit is attacked with melee before attack dice are rolled. So the um, this card is amazing, but the fact that it has to be unactivated and Night's Watch have a hard time with uh, activations at the moment with their current price bump, it just makes it really hard for his best card to go off. Uh, that, and I'm not necessarily in love with his uh, commander. Uh, let me uh, check just to make sure I have the wording correct. Um, so when you control the money, uh, the unit's attack is plus one to hit, and the defense saves rolls are six blocks is two. Um, yes, they kind of already want the money bag in a way, but the fact that you can't trigger this uh, right away in a lot of ways, I mean, I guess it, it 
if you want to run like Peter or something. Uh, but like if you're going first, a lot of times you're going to want to take that attack. Uh, if you're going second, they've already attacked you once and could be this unit before you're able to claim the money bag. But I guess if you have Peter, you could take the money and trigger the attack. But um, yeah, it's just little things. And like I said, it the Davos, Joffrey, and um, Donald Noy barely made the list. And just by little interactions like that, that kind of just, you know, got in the way of themselves uh, in order to make it like a weird interaction. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he first got released, uh, he was my favorite of any of the commander options, even John and uh, Jor, because I liked the defensive style of him. But... Um, yeah, uh, Chris, uh, did you, what was your, uh, or if you had anything to say, I guess, uh, with my bottom five, or if you just want to jump into yours? No, we have quite a few similarities in there, but I got a few that are going to blow some minds, so. (laughs) The ones that we have that are similar, Hote and Jamie, for many of the same reasons, I'm sure... Hote's going to get better. I think we're just waiting for one or two units that are really going to make that guy go off. And I had to put Dario on there from all the times we've heard Justin talk about him that I had to throw him a bone and be like, and, you know, going through his cards and stuff and some of his synergies with his own kind of units, not really there. I have Steyer, which I love Steyer. The only reason I have him... I'm bad as a commander is simply because I don't use him ever as commander and I don't really see people use him as commander because his NCU version is just ridiculously good that I just simply take him as that all the time as opposed to the commander version of him. And then finally, just out of principle, I just have to put the Lannisters on there because I heartily dislike them. <laughs> yep, just the entire entirety of the Lannister faction, just yeah, yeah. If you have a last name Lannister, <laughs> you're on the list. <laughs> I can't necessarily argue with that. Which, like, um, I like the I like the Sparrow because, well, he's not a Lannister, but he's silly good. And then, well, <laughs> I'll save the other one for the other list. Um, I'm gonna mention uh, just briefly. Uh, uh, Justin couldn't make it on tonight, so his bottom are uh, at, uh, I believe he didn't have any particular order. Uh, so he has Jamie and Vargo as well, uh, Dario, Joffrey, and Rattleshirt. So uh, Dario is on here simply because uh, Justin is mainly a neutral player, and he plays uh, Ramsey is, I believe, his favorite um, commander. And He's just noticed whenever he plays Dario, Dario just plays very similar to uh, Ramsey, and Ramsey just kind of does a lot of the offense better, especially when, like, Boltons are currently uh, stronger than the Stormcrows and the Mummers. So you just have the better synergy with Ramsey, and not only just being in general better, like aggressively, like card for card, like pound for pound, I guess, essentially. So that's why Dario made the list uh, for Justin and convinced uh, Chris. 
but uh, yeah, a lot of the same. Uh, Jamie, Joffrey, Vargo. Um, yeah, Rattleshirt on there. I mean, I don't necessarily blame them for putting Rattleshirt on there. He's probably uh, uh, arguably one of the weakest uh, free folk commanders. But again, when we're talking weakest or worst or whatever words you want to put, uh, pretty much they're all still good. There's just, you know, there, if there's a top, there has to be a bottom, and this is just what made our bottom. Um, what about you, Jose? What a, what's your bottom five? Uh, let me see here. So for me, um, so at number five, I have, I also have Rattleshirt. Um, the reason I have him on there is, um, I, you know, personally, I'm not a big fan of commanders that really revolve on like, they're like 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 him and Ned, you know, that like revolve around their unit or them being alive and stuff like that. Um, and I just think if you're going to do that, I think Ned does it better personally. But that could be a little biased because you know I've, I've played a lot of Starks. Um, like I've I've used Starks a lot, so I like Ned more than that. So I feel like if you're going to do that, just take. I mean, I'd rather have Ned. Um, and then number four, I have the Mountain. Um, I think for the same reason you guys put Jamie on there because I just feel like he doesn't really have uh, a lot of the synergies that the Lannisters are known for. And honestly, when I verse someone that has the mountain, I'm like, all right, cool. Like this should be pretty pretty easy. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't really get too scared of the mountain. I don't know. I, I think just because like he's supposed to like pack a punch, but like it's not as hard as some other armies. Like so, I just I don't know. I don't really worry too much um, when I see him. Um, and then my number three is great. John. Um, I know people like him. I personally don't like him. I think, I don't know. I, I had a hard time using them. I've only used them like literally a handful of times. Because I was like, it says for me, it just didn't fit me like my play style. Um, you know, I just, I, I think, you know, doing damage to yourself to, to hit others. I mean, I don't really have a problem with that strategy. I just think it doesn't really work with like the umbers because they're more fragile, but uh, granted at the time I, was using him, uh, Berserkers weren't even out. So it was just the uh, Umber Great Axes. I mean, uh, vice versa. The, using the Berserkers and the Great Axes went out. Um, so I don't know. But who knows? I mean, maybe it's a little different now. But And number two is Joffrey. Um, <clears throat> I just he's, I just think he's not the best, again, once again. Um, I've seen people do really well with Joffrey. Um, I just think that out of your options as a Lannister player, I think he's definitely uh, bottom. And then my number one for my bottom is Vargo, just like you guys. Um, but I think you guys covered that one, and it's pretty much like I think he just has a lack of uh, synergies right now. But, you know, as more things come out, he, he could potentially be a lot better. So, But that's where that's yeah, where I'm I mean, with. Vargo, I think uh... – Again, like the weekend mechanic, I think right now is really just him with Mummers, which kind of is lacking at the moment, or him and Lannisters, which in my opinion, uh, Tywin just does it better. And then the other faction that kind of has a somewhat of a weekend mechanic is uh, just like uh, spamming uh, and free folk, uh, the Chosen of Sire, but Vario, uh, free folk can't take neutrals. So. Now, if there is maybe another faction that revolved around uh, weekend, uh, weekend, like either Starks, Night's Watch, or something, then I think he might shine a little bit more. 
Um, or like we've been mentioning, uh, if like another his other unit comes out and there's like an attachment or something that will add to you know his his uh, strength. But um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I just think there's not enough like um to to pull off his cards properly. Like his cards aren't bad essentially, but there's just not enough to like back him up. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so we got to actually Brett on now. Uh, he was uh, having some uh, late night drinking, uh, and then now he's on. <laughs> Here you are, Brett. <laughs> What's up, guys? Not much. Um, oh. So we just all three of us just uh, finished our bottom fives. Um, I think you got to listen to a little bit of it. Uh, if you want to kind of take it away with uh, your bottom five. Yep. Um, I think. To no surprise, um, everybody on my list has already been mentioned. And, uh, you know, reiterating again, um, I don't think any of these commanders are bad. I think every commander is good and capable of being good, but, you know, we just do a list like this for fun just to kind of see where all of our thoughts are. So with that said, uh, starting with my uh, number five, which is the choice that you picked, uh, Donald Noy. I did play with Donald Noy a lot. And I do think he's good. Um, I actually used him in Blackguard. Uh, the problem, I, I think he has great synergy with Blackguard, actually. The, the plus one to hit and the critical block really makes them survivable. They were just a little bit too slow for what I wanted to do with Night's Watch. And then, as you mentioned, since uh, Night's Watch really doesn't have anything cheap outside of Cutthroats and Conscripts, which when I was running... Donald at the time, conscripts were not insignificant and they just didn't appeal to me. Uh, the problem is you suffer from the, the lack of activation, so it can be really difficult to trigger um, defensive counter. Um, if defensive counter didn't require the unit to be unactivated, uh, he would be an amazing commander and I would have stuck with him. But the problem is once your opponent kind of gets to know what they're playing against, they'll save their heaviest hitting unit, like their Pyromancers or their Tully Cap, until everything's activated, and then they'll go hit you. Um, so it's pretty hard to get that card to work to its to its greatest effect. Um, it's kind of similar to Martial Superiority, but obviously Martial Superiority has the benefit of being able to be played at any time. So I do like Donald Noy, but I had to throw him in there because it's actually really hard to come up with five bad commanders because I think they're all really well designed. Um, I went ahead and put Joffrey as my number four. Um, the reason for that being uh, is just too much downside for me. Um, I can't think of a Lannister unit, maybe Halberds, where I would feel safe putting him besides the Kingsguard, but the eight wounds on the Kingsguard, uh, and then, you know, when he dies, the unit, it's effectively worth three points and the whole army becomes panicked. It's just huge downside. I can overlook some of the downside with his cards, uh, particularly if he's paired with Cersei. Um, you know, triggering that panic test with a tactics card can be really, really nice, but I can look past the downside of his cards. I can't look past him being worth three victory points when he died. Um, I just can't. So that's, that's where I landed with Joffrey. Uh, Jamie being the third worst, um, I like Jamie. I personally really, really liked the uh, second version of Jamie, the plus one to defensive save bubble. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I was running uh, 
three units of Lannister Guard, and uh, two of them had assault veterans. And that plus one to the defensive save, and then I had some halberds in there. It was a really, really nice, uh, just a wall of, of Lannister. And, uh, yeah, it worked really well. Um, I think he suffers a little bit because he's got, you know, those conflicting uh, triggers with with counterattacks and uh, Wealth of the Rock, and then at the time his order. So, to be honest, I haven't given him a shake since he got the new update, but I just kind of feel like he's going to suffer still from those from those trigger issues. Um, cycling his cards is nice, could be really nice, but, uh, yeah, he's just... Mm. That's 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 where I ended up with him. Uh, my second worst was a rattle shirt. Uh, I don't think rattle shirt's terrible either. I can see some potential from him. Um, I just had to put him there uh, because he's, in my opinion, is uh, the weakest of all the free folk, and I, I think it's kind of like a double whammy for him because uh, free folk have some of the best commanders in the game, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I just don't really see Rattleshirt used a lot, and I think he's there on that list because he is just outshined so much by the other commanders that are available in that faction. And then Vargo Holt being the worst. Um, I think it's not that he's a bad commander, and, and his ability is fantastic, and his cards are, are decent. I think his problem, like was already mentioned, is the, the mummer keyword. Um, I'm not really... I'm not really loving the, uh, the the mummer units. I want to love the Zorse riders, but I just can't I can't uh, get on board with the fact that they dropped three attacks at the last rank. Um, I know that Knights of Castle Rock dropped to three, but you know when they charge it, it's six. I just three attacks from a, a unit after they take six wounds is really hard to swallow. Um, I see the synergy there, and I think that. You know, maybe if they had made them six points, they were afraid they would have been a little too powerful. I, I, I'm just not real sure. Um, I've seen them used, and I know people seem to like them, but um, yeah, I just can't. I can't get on board with the Zorse Riders, and I, I also can't get on board with the the Bloody Mummers uh, skirmishers as they are now. So, without his um, keyword, you know, being popular, it's it's pretty hard to think of him as, as being a, a top commander right now. So uh, poor Vargo. I had to put him at the bottom. Yeah, and I agree with you. The the units definitely play a part because uh, he has some pretty cool effects with his key uh, affiliation. But uh, I think the skirmishers, I don't know, when you com- they seem like just reworked cutthroats. And I, and I don't say it like that to make it sound like it's lazy. I mean, reworked in the sense that they feel like they're cutthroats that just work in a different way, uh, you know, with the weakened and instead of, you know, throwing out the uh, vulnerables uh, like the cutthroats do, they have the um, the expert parry or the parry. I think it's just called parry uh, to do the auto wounds. So I think it's a, I think the skirmishers are a really neat unit. Uh, it's just... Uh, confusing how they're one point more than cutthroats. And then as you were mentioning with the Zorus Riders, I think the Zorus Riders as is, I think they could stand to be probably six points or 
maybe a little boost in some other uh, areas. Um, so that those definitely play a, a part in Vargo's, uh, um, I guess, like unanimous uh, agreement that he's probably the worst at the moment. But who knows, you know, what the future has for Vargo. I have some high hopes because Simon has done a wonderful job with their commanders. Um, to mention, though, or to bring up a rattle shirt, I noticed, uh, I don't know if all three of you had uh, rattle shirt on there. I know two of you did. Uh, oh, uh, Chris, did you have a rattle shirt on yours? I don't think you did. Maybe you did. I did not. I liked me okay. some rattle shirt. <laughs> That's what I was going to mention. So rattle shirt sort of almost made my bottom five. Uh, I know that Brett, Jose, and um, Justin all have rattle shirt on there. Rattle shirt almost made my bottom five. But the funny thing is, is rattle shirt is actually my second favorite uh, com- free folk commander to use, uh, with my favorite being uh, uh, Mance. So. Um, Rattle shirt. I just I I love the way his cards work and uh, that he can throw out essentially six uh, tokens or six uh, uh, boosts essentially with his tactics cards that last the entire game. Uh, so I definitely love Rattle shirt and I love the um, you know the followers of bone uh, themed list. So. Uh, he did almost make my bottom five, though, so I definitely kind of understand why he's on a lot of your guys' lists. Um, so I wanted to go back and uh, talk to you, Jose, about uh, Great John and the mountain. So Great John, <laughs> so Great John, I sort of, kind of agree. He isn't nearly as low as Rattleshirt for me in the grand scheme of things. But I would say if you're talking just Starks, I think Great John probably is my uh, least or second to least uh, or worst, whatever word you want to use. Um, I'm just uh, – can you elaborate a little more on why, like, he uh, he made your bottom? Yeah, so, um, so I, you know, I, I used to play Starks as a main army. Uh, I never really used them. I tried them out a couple times. I didn't like them. Um, again, when I tr- when I was using him at the time, great axes weren't a thing, right? So like all we had was berserkers, and I was like, I feel like the berserkers were too fragile to be like taking negatives to do stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the other reason too is that, I, like you said, out of all the star commanders, I think he's probably like the bottom. Um, and then the other reason that he's there. Um, I lost my train of thought, but those, those are the reasons why I have him there. Really. Um, I, like I said, I know people that, you know, can then do well with them. There's nothing that they can't. Um, but in general, I also feel that, um, like looking at across the board, I think he doesn't hit the table that frequently in comparison to other star commanders either. So that's why he's on there for me. Um, yeah, so I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, for me, my big thing with, Great John is. Uh, I used to play him and Eddard all the time. Uh, slowly stopped playing him and kind of went more like Eddard and Holland. But once I discovered Blackfish, uh, he kind of took the place of um, my in my Umber list over Great John. Great John, I just didn't really like the fact that I had to die or get hurt or be exactly. hit in general in order to be triggering my cards. So. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, I was, I, and I was gonna, and that's that's a good point too. That like your main list you, you run is like all umbers, and you don't even use green John at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my my main list has one uh, great axe and three berserkers, and I don't use great John. Uh, he he can punish you like crazy. His cards are really good, but if we're talking competitive uh, tournaments you don't want to have to be relying on dying. You want to not have to rely on your uh, opponent to be hurting you or killing you. I mean, because in a perfect world or in a perfect game, you're killing your opponent without taking any damage, which I know that's you know probably not going to happen, but it, you're not going to trigger any of your cards if... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if anyone were to be able to do that, I would think it would be... Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I definitely don't think, uh, great John being on the bottom five is like that out there. Um, I was just uh, curious to get a little more insight, uh, cause I know there's yeah, probably sure. a couple of people listening, a couple of people listening who like probably swear by him. And yeah, I know we've probably mentioned it like 15 times now, but keep in mind the bottom five, I want to stress it that uh, there has to be a bottom five and just because they're on our bottom five does not mean they're a terrible commander and if they're doing well for you keep playing them. I mean because uh, if they're doing well for you then, you know, that's that's what matters. If you're having fun with them keep using them. Uh, it's just kind of what made our list. Uh so, and then the last one I kind of want to bring up before we move on to like the top five for everyone, um, or no, I have one more uh, list to go through, which is the a Song of Ice and Fire uh, stat uh, list. But uh, before we move on to that, um, so what made you choose, or can you, I guess, I know you talked about it a little bit, but can you elaborate a little more about the mountain? Uh, the only reason I mentioned that is because the mountain has done some pretty crazy things. Uh, I believe it's Ben from Singapore uh, won. Uh, uh, what was it, Brett? Can you do you remember the tournament that he won with the mountain? Yeah, he won the he won the Singapore Open, and then he went to Australia and won the Australia Open, all with the mountain. So, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the mountain. That's, I that's think. Uh, I think maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm just taking a shot in the dark. Uh, what, would you say that possibly it could also be? I don't know if a lot of people in our play group have played the mountain in a long time. Um, I can't really remember facing the mountain whenever I face a Lannister player. Um, they're usually always yeah, playing I mean, like the Sparrow. Yeah, so, no, that, that could definitely be. No, that could definitely be part of it. I mean, I haven't exactly what you said. I haven't played the mountain. I played against the mountain that often, but when I have. Uh, one, it's never like in a tournament setting, so no one uses them mm-hmm. in, from what I see, right, competitively. And uh, and two, when people do use them, like I said, I feel that like he doesn't really flow with the Lannisters, so like he he kind of like does his own thing. And I don't think he does it well enough to where I feel threatened personally. But then that's just me and my experience. Um, I know obviously like Ben's doing really well with them, and I'm sure that there are other people who do really up the mountain. He wasn't on any of your list. That's just that's just he's only on my list. But again, that's just maybe because of how I play or who I've been playing against. I don't know. I, I don't feel threatened by the mountain though. So like I I feel I feel more threatened by like the other Lannister commanders more than the mountain. 
personally. So that's why oh, yeah, my, I gotcha. my bottom. Yeah, and I think that uh, that also speaks uh, volumes about uh, our list. Is it definitely comes down to like you know our our experience either playing as or against them, and then not only you know the commander they chose, the list they chose, their you know uh, player skill, uh, whether or not it was a tournament or casual setting. There's a lot of things that kind of are involved in uh, your the way all of our experiences with commanders kind of develop. So again, you know, these lists are definitely opinionated and, you know, subjective. Uh, You know, I know a bunch of people who, you know, probably saw my list or or heard my list uh, when I mentioned it, and they're like, Davos, really? Uh, Donald Noy, really? And you know, even I, I know there's a couple of people that have done really well with Joffrey that are that swear by him. Um, and it's just like I said, it's one of those things that uh, it's just personal like experience, and you know, just kind of one of those things that uh, you know it's different person to person. Um, all right. So lastly, before we move on to top five, uh, the bottom five. Uh, performers right now are, let's see, let me uh, make sure I have the right list. Uh, Brett, are you looking on the Discord? Uh, do you know which one is the top yep, five and bottom five? Uh, I'm looking at both of them. Five? I just want to make sure I don't start. Yeah. Just want to make sure I don't no, start um, the, bottom, the wrong list. <laughs> bottom five starts with Stannis, the rightful heir, being the worst. Uh, Renly, the charismatic heir, being the second worst. Cal Drogo, being the third worst. Otho Yarwick, which this one surprises me, being the fourth worst. And then Dario, and more specifically in Targaryens, being the fifth worst. Uh, Carlo would like to add a little bit of an um, asterisk on that. He believes that uh, Stannis and Renly are drugged down by um, when Baratheons were not as good as they are now. And he would like to note that they are both currently recovering and improving slowly. And then Cal Drogo and Dario could also be considered that uh, they were the most popular Targaryen pick, but currently Targaryens are losing a lot. So this was prior to some of these new releases. So okay, just that kind makes of take sense. <laughs> the, take, yeah, take the bottom five rankings with a grain of salt, because as he said, they, they seem to be on the mend. But that's why it's important you know, for everybody who can to enter their games onto the stat site so we can so we can really keep track of these and uh i think in the end if if everybody contributes to that site it'll be a really good tool yeah a quick plug in for them is uh, go to you know if you have time um go to a song of ice and fire so uh the acronym uh i don't know what the acronym is i i know how to spell it (laughs) uh but a song of ice and fire uh um builder.com and that should uh, if you make a an account with them you'll be able to input your games as long as the person that you faced also is on there and it'll be able to keep track of all the you know the stats for wins and losses for factions commanders it keeps track of like every stat and right now uh you know it's it's growing you know the the stats are kind of uh developing so it's it's an ever evolving uh, thing because you have to still you know 
take into account that it's only so many people uh, and so much time, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily factor right away, you know, the new units or the new commanders and whatnot, but it's uh, definitely an evolving thing that, you know, if we can all get on board and start submitting our games, we can get some, like, really solid uh, stats in there that will uh, show us um, how well things are doing. Uh, so definitely go on there and, you know, create an account. And uh, their uh, army builder is amazing. And uh, I believe it's run by uh, Chase from On the Table Gaming now. Is that correct, Brett? Yeah. So, you know, definitely props to uh, to everyone involved there. The plug for that site, Dave, is asoiaf-stats.com. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll put that up on our page so you guys uh, listening can go there and you know find the link there if uh, you haven't already uh, checked it out. Uh, but definitely make an account, and then as long as you and your opponent both have accounts, you can submit your games. And the more you submit, the the better the uh, the more accurate the numbers are going to end up being. Um, but yeah, so that uh, that is what uh, the stats say the bottom five performers are currently, um, which is funny because it's you know it's uh, I don't think any of those guys were on. Oh, Dario was, uh, but Drogo, Yarwick, Renly, and Stannis, none of those were on any of our five bottom five lists. So, um, and in general. Uh, Dario I, was only on two of our lists, and he was only on there when compared really to uh, Ramsey. And this one says Dario specifically in Targaryen. So, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, based on, you know, your area and, you know, just your experiences. Um, and I'm going to start with, uh, we're going to jump on to the top five, and, but we're going to start with uh, the, the Song of Ice and Fire stat uh, list, which is... Uh, sitting at number five is Axel Florent. Next up is Alistair for uh, Night's Watch. Next is Tyrion. Then High Sparrow. And sitting at number one with the best uh, uh, performance is Harma. Um, so I'm a little surprised with, uh, with Axel yeah, uh, already cool. jumping into the fray. You know, he's you know, he's only been out for a little bit now. Um keep in mind I believe this this might also be counting um simulator. Is that uh do you know if that's correct, Brett? Absolutely it's correct. Okay, so uh that's probably why, you know, Axel's already up there because uh if you guys haven't already been uh playing tabletop simulator, definitely check it out. Uh, you can go on Steam and find it, and then if you can get on the Discord, uh, which you can find on the main uh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire uh, Discord, it'll give you the patch for the newest uh, update, which gives you all the current units and pretty much anything that's leaked, uh, that or I should say that's confirmed, usually ends up on there uh, pretty quickly, and you can start testing them right away. So um, I believe... All the Baratheon stuff is on there. The Unsullied are on there, and they're working their way on getting the Targaryen hero box on there right now, if it's not already on there now. So um, definitely check that out. But that's you know that's probably why Axel Florence already up there. Uh, Alistair, I don't know. I think Alistair is really good. I'm only slightly surprised to see him on this list. Uh, otherwise, the other three, I'm not surprised at all. 
What do you think, Brett? No, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I'm really not surprised by Alistair either. Um, Alistair is a brute. Um, him in an army with with Sworn Brothers, um, card draw, which I think a lot of people lean towards uh, Craster or Bowen Marsh in his list, particularly Bowen Marsh, for the ability to recycle, uh, seeing their flaws over and over again. You're not going to live very long when Sworn Brothers have a vulnerable and a panic token with most of their attacks. So I'm absolutely not surprised to see Alistair out there. He is incredibly powerful. Yeah, like I was saying, I'm only a little surprised. Uh, I just, I guess I didn't, I haven't uh, encountered him very much. That I, I guess I wasn't uh, aware a lot of people were really using him at the moment. I guess I'm still on the train of 50% of everyone's using John still. <laughs> So, but Night's Watch definitely have a lot of good commanders. Yeah, I think, about, I think uh, they have. I'll go ahead and finish if you want. I was just saying, I, I think they have um, really good commanders. Um, I know I put put Donald Noy, you know, towards the bottom, but uh, I think Yarwick, Jon Snow, and Alistair are incredible. Uh, Night's Watch commanders. Yeah. What about you, uh, Jose? What do you think about this top five list? Uh, I'm with Brett. Alistair doesn't surprise me. I really like Alistair as well. I think he's probably my favorite Night's Watch commander. Um, but, yeah, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, what does surprise me is Axel Florence because – on paper, I feel like he's okay. Like I don't, I didn't think he was like that amazing. Granted, I haven't used him, I haven't played with him yet, so I don't know for sure. But uh, I guess just on paper, I thought he was like all right. I don't know. So um, yeah, so that would, that surprised me, I guess, the most. Yeah, I think um, Axel, for me. I've made a list with him, um, and he seems all right, and it's nice that he's uh, an NCU commander, but his NCU, his three-point NCU is so nice. He's, like, in every single Stannis uh, loyalty list I have. It's just hard for me to pick the commander over the fact that I wouldn't be able to pick the three-point NCU. Oh, yeah, for sure. If he... I was just going to say, because he's a wolf killer or any sort of, like, solo killer. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, I was just going to say really quick that um, if he wasn't an NCU commander, like, he would for sure be, like, the bottom tier. The only reason I think he's like, what makes him more decent is because he's an NCU commander. Because, um, like, I don't know. I just, again, this is all on paper, right? So, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, people are doing well with him. So, we'll see when I, when I start using him. Yeah. Now, Parma, so it does have, like, numbers on here for each of the bottom and top lists, like, like plus whatever number, minus whatever number. So, like, uh, Stannis being the worst uh, performing is minus 40, then it's, like, minus 25, minus 22, minus 19, minus 19 for the bottoms. And then for the top five, 
we have plus 18 for Axel, plus 30 for Alistair, plus 34 for Tyrion, plus 37 for High Sparrow. But then you have Harma sitting here at a plus 50. Um, so I'm guessing, now I would like to see like what all the, I'm sure it's on there and I'm sure like the, the site has some awesome data on there. I'd be curious to see like how many different people are playing Karma and how many uh, different opponents. Um, so that's the one thing about, uh, you know, the data that, you know, I'm always curious about because you never know if it's like the same two people playing like 50 times and the one player is just not very good and the other player is like amazing. And it's just like win, 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 you know, and that can kind of rack up someone's number. But, um, but then again, Harma is freakishly good uh, if you know how to use her. Uh, I know Brett can attest to that. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the few times that I've run free folk, it's, it's actually been quite a few times. Um, she was my go-to commander. Um, she's just incredible. Um, yeah, yeah she's, Everything about her is good. Um, her order... Uh, that being an order is maybe one of the best commander orders, maybe the best. Uh, superior flanking, it's incredible. Um, you can take uh, a unit, even a unit of raiders, and give them nine attacks uh, with a vulnerable token into somebody's flank, and they're going to do incredible damage, but it's, it's kind of like the one-two punch with uh, fainting maneuver, which is like sudden charge on speed. I mean, it's it's a free charge off of the zone, but then you move into the flank, and then if you've set it up right, she's there. Um, yeah, that's just and, and the bear, the free folk bear would have four attacks that don't allow defense saves. Uh, the vulnerable wouldn't matter for that attack, but then it's a minus three on the panic test. Now mix in Steyr. You claim the horse with Steyr and play fainting maneuver and. God, <laughs> I mean, they can take a unit of raiders can reasonably do nine, ten wounds to a unit like Sworn Brothers. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it gets crazy. Of course, a lot of that has to do with the card draw, but then her other order <laughs> allows her to grab, a, uh, bring one of her commander cards out of the discard pile when she claims the horse. So if you play Fainting Maneuver and you use the card first and then call her order afterwards, you can just immediately pull fainting maneuver back into your hand. And it's just like, I harp on it. When you play free folk with Harma, I don't really care what you've got going on. If there's an open spot where somebody can get that free charge in, you better be taking the horse as your first activation. It's really the only way to slow her down. Um, I feel like if you give a good free folk player, the horse every round, with Harma, you, you're going to lose badly, and, and that's my opinion on that. Nice. Yeah, some of the combos can get pretty nuts. Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> it's it's pretty brutal. <laughs> um, if you want to run Steyr, you know, along with Nance Raider, um, you know, him being able to strip the abilities of a unit, it can just get pretty obscene. Um, I think Free Folk have some of the best MPUs and some of the best commanders in the whole game. So, but she's definitely tops for me. So while we 
got you already talking. What uh, what would you put your top five at? Oh, my top five again. This was it was pretty difficult to come up with. Um, when I picked the top five, I I considered what their what their presence is, whether it was um, an NCU or whether it was a uh, field commander, which I did not choose an NCU commander at all. Uh, spoiler for that. But uh, I took their ability that they bring to the table, and then I took, um, you know, their cards into consideration and all of these things all in one. And I think I actually did pretty well because I've got three of Carlos are in my top five, and I honestly did not ask for these stats when I made my list. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I've got Harma as number one. I've got Jon Snow as number two. I've got Tyrion Lannister as number three. I've got Rob Stark as number four. And I've got Alistair as number five. And, of course, anybody who knows me, it's not a coincidence that I use all five of these commanders. So my opinions may be a little bit biased. I've played with these commanders. I like them. I've played with tons of different commanders, using them and playing against them. And I feel pretty confident in, in this being my top five. That's only because you asked everyone, like, what's the strongest commander? I'm only going to play that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what I actually, you know, I cornered uh, Fabio, the, the lead playtester, and I asked him for the stats. I said, I need you to give me the top commander for every house <laughs> and who I'm going to play. <laughs> so, I mean, technically you do have two, uh, two nice watch commanders in there, so but I'm sure yeah, there's I mean, two lists, isn't it? <laughs> that is my that list is my one, list, list two. two. Yep, that is my list one and list two. And, uh, you know, I, I I put them there, and I firmly believed in it. Uh, John didn't make the cut for the top five from A Song of Ice and Fire stats, which it kind of surprises me, honestly. Um, I think outside of Harma, obviously, I've got him as – I think he's uh, – hands down one of the best commanders in the game, period. So um, his cards are incredible. Um, he gives a lot of synergy to the Night's Watch list and so, so much healing. Um, yeah, he's really frustrating to play against. I, I absolutely despised playing against him when I was uh, using Lannisters as my primary faction. Yeah, and I would say uh, my list is very similar to yours. Uh, I'm going to save uh, my list for last, though, uh, since I went first with the bottom five. Uh, what about you, Jose? What's your top five looking like? Uh, yeah, let me see here. What did I write down? So for my top five, um, number five for me is Tyrion Lannister. I think he's great. I think I love the fact that he can just shut everything down. I mean, it's I don't know. It just plays into the synergies of the Lannisters really well, and he's and the, I don't. I've never. I don't even play Lannisters, but he's someone that I personally have a hard time with uh, going up against. Um, you know, when you're doing stuff like like we have him, and you add Varys into the mix, and just the regular shenanigans from the Lannisters, it's a pain. So I like him a lot. Um, so he hit my number five for me. Um, then I have the Weeper. Uh, I think he's also one of the toughest free folk. Uh, commanders to go up against. Um, and 
I don't play free folk, but you know, based on just playing against them, he's probably my favorite one. Um, number three I have is Howland. Um, I played a lot of again. I used to play the Starks a lot before uh, Baratheons, and Howland was always one of my go-to's. Um, I think he he has a lot to offer. Um, he's an NCU commander. Uh, his cards are fantastic. Um, so I find very little negatives with them. And then now with you know when he first came out, they didn't have this, but uh, you know with uh, his kids. Um, I can't think. Mira and uh, Jojen, you know, you can turn you can turn uh, more units into uh, the Kragman um, keyword, so that helps a lot with his cards. Um, and then number two, I have Jon Snow, um, just because of all the healing that plays into the Night's Watch. He's uh, always someone to look out for, and I'm playing against. Um, he's someone I have a tough time with. And uh, my top commander is one I've used a lot and used competitively a lot is uh um blackfish on foot i love his defensive play style um as you guys know i'm a defensive player so prior to brathians coming out uh he was like a king or he still kind of is a little bit right i mean i just that's just my opinion but he's really good uh the defense with cards like hold the line and then when you get the plus one to and then you get when you do the morale check if you can heal units I mean, he just has everything that I really want in a commander. Um, that being said, I haven't used any of the new Baratheon commanders, so I'm hoping that one of those can replace that slot for me now that I'm playing Baratheons. But, uh, you know, he, he was definitely, like, my go-to for competitive play. So it's my top five. Nice. Yeah, your top five, again, is pretty similar to mine. I think uh, a lot of ours have at least like three, uh, three similar ones with like two, two that are uh, a bit different. How about you, Chris? Uh, what's your top five looking like? So, this is in no real particular order of whatever, but I have Harma, as Brett so wonderfully articulated. That's usually the commander I use the most, and that's as a free folk player and for many of the same reasons that he talked about. Next was Jon Snow, because from when I've played against him, I hate it, because that healing that he does, and his synergies and stuff, especially when you throw him in with the veterans, he's just gross. And then I have Footfish, which, like we talked about, uh, I've played against him a lot, being you and Jose that use him quite a bit. And even when, before Free Folk came out, I did a fair amount of him too. But my other guy was Great John. So I personally like that guy. And then I have Rob Stark. And I think with some of the changes and then with the updates like Outriders, I think that guy got foolishly good. And then... Surprise, this is the one I was talking about before, but I have the mountain on mine. And I want to be clear. I want to be clear. He is not a Lannister. He might fall under the Lannister banner in the game, but his name is not Lannister. So I don't count him as one. That is very so surprising, Chris. <laughs> but the reason I do like him is, for many of the reasons you talked about, Jose, is playing against him is tough. 
And if he were in any other army, I'd play him just because I like offensive-oriented stuff. And there are very few people that do offense better than that guy. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if the mountain was in Starks or just any, like, more offensive-orientated army? Uh, I mean, he would be... I don't know. I would... I'd be willing to bet that he'd probably be like number one, number two on, you know, pretty much any list if you put the mountain in Starks or something. <laughs> I would charge love if John had his offensiveness. If you could do what he does, but with the great John, that'd be awesome. And he would probably be top five, maybe even top three for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, if the mountain, let's just say the mountain and Great John were swapped, like ability for ability, card for card, <laughs> I mean, Great John would be gross. <laughs> I might have to go back to Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, I'm going to quickly uh, go over uh, Justin's uh, top five for him. Uh, he does also have Harma at number one. John at number two, uh, Blackfish on foot at number three, Bruce Bolton at number four, and Rob Stark at number five. Um, again, very similar to most everyone's lists on here. Uh, we didn't really collaborate all these. We just kind of have a lot of the same opinions. Granted, uh, just to be fair for anyone listening, um, me, Justin, Jose, and Chris are all part of the same playing group, so we have a lot of the same, uh, you know, we play a lot of the same people, and I mean, but we all have pretty different play styles. Um, you know, Justin's neutral player plays a little Baratheons. Uh, Jose started with uh, Starks, did a little Night's Watch, went back to Starks, is some Baratheons. Um, Chris played pretty much everything, but mostly uh, Starks and Free Folk. Uh, and then myself, you know, I play everything. Uh, competitively, though, it really is just uh, Starks for the big stuff, big tournaments. And then lately I've been doing uh, Baratheons for, like, the local stuff. But, uh, but otherwise, I try to actually mix between every army uh, to just kind of keep things uh, interesting. Um, so even though we're in, like, the same play group, uh, you know, we definitely have different play styles and different, uh, you know, experiences. Um and then uh, lastly, we have my list, the best list, of course, you know, because it's my list. <laughs> but no, it's uh, pretty similar to everyone else. <laughs> uh, uh, my number five is Roos Bolton. Um, I was almost not going to put him on there uh, with just because of the Flademen um, change. Uh, I think Roos Bolton in a... Uh, all Bolton faction, and you combine him with, like, Varys and Walder and do, like, a three NCU, like, total, like, control shutdown, and it can get pretty nasty between Walder and then Roos's cards shutting all of your stuff off all game. Um, but what kind of boosted him back up on the list, even with the Flightmen uh, getting the slight nerf, is uh, I have a Baratheon list with him, which is really kind of disgusting uh, at the moment just because of how insanely strong uh, Mel is. Uh, but it's um, Bruce with uh, with Mel and Axel. 
So you're still only looking at eight points in NCUs, but you have three of them. And then Roos is not only providing a panic for Axel to trigger, he's also providing a token for Mel to almost ensure that she triggers. So it is an, amaz an amazing, like, three NCU lineup. So that's kind of why he made my uh, my fifth fifth place there. Um, Rob Stark at number four. Uh, as uh, uh, was it you, Chris, I was mentioning it with the Outriders uh, increase or change. Um, yeah, so Rob Stark was always, like, a good commander and kind of up there. But ever since Outriders uh, got their uh, buff and then Tully Cavaliers came out, Rob has just skyrocketed and, you know, how uh, useful and how good he is. Uh, his hit-and-run tactics just work so well with the Stark ca uh, Calvary. And even, you know, throwing in some Flademen in there, uh, you know, works wonders with him as well. Number three for me, Jon Snow. He's super good. He's very forgiving. Ton of healing. Uh, him and Vets, as I already mentioned, is an amazing unit for only uh, eight points. And you're looking at a unit that's so survivable that almost always everyone's answer to it is ignore it. And when you have a unit that your opponent's uh, best strategy is to ignore, I mean, that's a win right there, especially if you're playing a mission where you can just plop John on an objective all game and be ignored. I mean, yeah, you're paying eight points for that unit, but nowadays, you know, eight points isn't, like, ridiculously high. I mean, when you have Unsullied for nine base, I mean, just sitting in an eight-point unit, getting two points a turn, I mean, I'd do it, you know, every game if I could. Uh, so, John, just from that, and then uh, It Shall Not uh, End, um, that tactics card for him, one of the best tactics cards out there, easily. Uh, the ability to just tell your opponent, no, I'm surviving, especially if you throw your wolf, uh, ghost at them and you can have both of them in your hand and just eat up three attacks from your opponent before they finally kill ghost is insanely good, especially if none of those attacks were free attacks. I mean, because without free attacks, uh, usually a unit is only attacking four times a game because you're looking at first turn, probably not attacking. A lot of times, not attacking second turn and or uh, not even going to round six or turn, uh, yeah, round six. So, um, so John, just an amazing uh, commander in that uh, regard. Uh, number two, uh, I wanted to put him as number one just but you know, uh, just be a little biased, I guess, uh, is Blackfish on Foot. I have used Blackfish on Foot to... Um, I've used him for pretty much all the major events I've gone to between four of the tournaments at Adepticon and a bunch of big events in Indianapolis uh, at uh, Pastime Games um, with uh, at Shane Shop, and he has done amazing for me. Uh, he, I used to run uh, Great John uh, with my Umber list because it just made sense. You know, he had the the affiliation triggers. But I swapped him with Blackfish, and I will never go back as far as competitively. Uh, even though I can't really trigger my uh, Tully um, affiliations, 
uh, Blackfish, uh, with the exception of his own unit, Blackfish adds, he himself adds so much healing slash, like, defensiveness to, uh, like, a hyper-aggressive list that it makes, you know, the Umbers survivable continue to just, you know, punish you. And uh, between, like, counter counter charge, uh, being able to just get that free attack before you can attack, and he's just, he's an amazing commander. You stick him in great axes to have that fort morale or berserkers to have a two-up morale, and then he just constantly, constantly heals. And, again, uh, it becomes a unit, not necessarily like John and Vets, but just a unit that's really hard to take down. Um, and then you have, uh, at my number one is Tyrion. And for me, uh, number one, um, oh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, Blackfish's card, not counter charge, uh, set for charge. So the same, uh, same ability as, uh, the Halberdiers, Lannister Halberdiers have, uh, just instead of an order, it's a tactics card. Um, but yeah, uh, Tyrion Lannister. Uh, is my number one and I've played a lot of Tyrion uh, for Lannisters and I think he has uh, a really hard learning curve Uh, he's not easy to use but he has the reason he reaches my number one spot is he has the highest ceiling in my opinion he has the most potential and some of his crazy counterplays can screw your opponent over so badly that just the counterplays themselves can help you win the game. Uh, I mean, you can make uh, uh, between his tactics cards. I mean, his most commanders. I absolutely, you know, most commanders. I usually love one card. One card's okay, and the other card is like I don't really care for it. Or even some of the commanders I really like, even Blackfish. I love two of the cards, and the one card's just okay. But Tyrion. I absolutely love all three of his cards. All three cards have so much potential and are so good. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he's the only commander that has an unlimited tactics deck because his one card, uh, uh, what's it called, Brett? Um, the one where you put it at the bottom of your deck. Adaptive tactics. Okay, yeah, adaptive tactics. Uh, you place that at the bottom. Of your, you pick any card from your discard pile, and then you place adaptive tactics on the bottom of your deck. So if somehow you're able to draw through your whole deck, his deck never ends. And then if it's even better than never ending, it allows you to fish for any card continuously forever until, you know, the game ends, Um, which is amazing to have, you know, that much of a toolbox at the end of the game to just have any answer really you need you know, within the ability of your tactics deck anyways. Um, so Tyrion definitely makes well, the number one spot. Dave, it's actually even more broken than that because if you control the letter when you play Adaptive Tactics, they have to discard a card too. So it is a oh, yeah. backbreaking. <laughs> it's backbreaking is that, if you run out of your cards. Does it say uh, random or just discard? It's randomly discard. It's horrible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tyrion uh, definitely makes number one for me. Uh, I'm going to throw in a couple on, uh, honorable mentions, especially because the number one honorable mention on my list is Harma, and I'm sure I'm the I might be the only one that didn't put Harma on their top five out of all five of us. Harma's um, on mine. So, oh, okay. Um, 
So I just wanted to throw that in there that I definitely think Harma is ridiculously good. I just, I don't know, my just barely didn't make my top five. Uh, Stannis Baratheon, which is just bias. Uh, I'm talking about the rightful heir, the starter box one. That's just kind of bias, uh, just personal, because I've, I've ran three local tournaments with him so far, and I'm 9-0 and with him. Just him and Bastard Girls is so amazing, and easily my favorite unit combo there is in the game right now. Uh, Ramsey Snow. Yet, Say that again? It's just because you haven't played me yet, that's all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best, uh, Stannis with Bastard Girls, uh, unless you're running some uh, giants, I don't know if uh, Stannis and Bastard Girls is really going to hurt uh, Free Folk very much. <laughs> um, and then two other honorable mentions, uh, I'm not even really going to go into them, just to mention that uh, they're high up on my list is Ramsey Snow and High Sparrow. So, uh, yeah, that's my top five with another four because, you know, I'm indecisive. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what, uh, what do you guys think? I'll start with uh, Chris, like just as like a wrap-up of everything we've talked about so far. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Um, yeah, I think the the four of us that play together semi-regularly have a lot of the similarities just because, you know, a lot of it's going to be meta-based because, I mean, if you're not facing something very often, you might not think it's either good or bad. So it's all pretty much based off of, like, we have just experience. And, you know, as more things come out, you know, some other guys will get better. Some guys will get worse. I think, like, we've learned from the tabletop simulator that the guys are using Axel, I think, are using some of the units that aren't released yet. So I think those are probably leading to some of those increasing victories for them. So it will be interesting to see with the, the new stuff coming out of how these commanders ebb and flow. Yeah, definitely with uh, everything going on with Tabletop Simulator. I mean, it could change, you know, a week from now and it could change. Uh, there's definitely a lot of games being inputted. Uh, what about you, Jose? Uh, same as Chris. Um, you know, it's interesting to hear everybody's lists and, you know, between top and bottom. Um, like Dave said, we, we didn't really talk about it a whole lot before. Beforehand, we all just kind of made our list. And so I'm hearing everybody's list for the first time right now. So uh, it's really interesting to see that we had a lot of similarities. And I thought it was kind of cool that we did have some, uh, what I think, major differences. Um, there were some, like for me, even like with the mountain being online and Great John, um, no one else had those on there. And so it's kind of cool to see some of those those differences, um, you know, just based on experience and play styles. Um, so I think this is really, I think this is really fun, uh, fun discussion. And um, you know, as as more things come out, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll revisit uh, this list, you know, down the like remaking these lists down the road. But I think this was a, a pretty cool uh, discussion, though. Yeah, definitely agreed. Uh, what about you, Brett? Any uh, anything to kind of wrap up everything we've talked about so far? Um, I think just in general, um, it's interesting, but I'm not overly surprised that uh, we kind of mimic each other with a few touches here and there of our own personal taste. Uh, what I will say to people who are listening 
Um, I'll throw out a plug for Carlo with the Song of Ice and Fire stats. If you think your favorite commander is ranked unfairly, then register on Song of Ice and Fire stats with the guys in your playgroup, jump on Tabletop Simulator, and turn things around for that commander. Um, also throw out a plug for Chase on the Table Gaming. They are doing some serious work, uh, some collaboration to make Tabletop Simulator easier to kind of push us through this time. So um, any chance you get, he has really streamlined the Song of Ice and Fire Builder page. Um, it always does well if you visit that site and get him uh, get him the page views and get him the traffic on that page. Um, and you can also import your army from Song of Ice and Fire Builder straight into Tabletop Simulator. Uh, it's really convenient. I know that we've been harping on this for like the last few weeks, but uh, it is definitely worth a... It's worth giving it a shot. Uh, if you've got that itch, you can't get out to play guys that you don't know, jump on Tabletop Simulator, ask for a game, ask to play a faction that you're not used to playing. Um, maybe you've never played against some of the commanders that we ranked in the top five, so you don't know what they bring to the table. Just jump on and specifically ask, hey, I want to play against Free Folk and I want to play against Harma because I want to see what she can do. And it's totally doable now because we've got every single model that we can use and in these difficult times it's the best that we can do so that's all i will say about it the more games you play the more different people you play against you're going to see some different play styles you're going to see some of these other commanders and uh maybe you can uh like i said get your commander your favorite commander some wins and and drive them up the up the ranking yeah that's a good point i mean because uh, I'm convinced that uh, Blackfish on foot is uh, one of you know the best commanders. He's obviously ranked number two on my list, so I'm definitely eager to get a bunch of games with him in to kind of boost his stats. Um, I haven't even gotten a chance to look at where he's sitting uh, in his on like the list, uh, so that's probably something I'm going to do after the show. Kind of take a look at you know how much uh, wins I'm going to have to get with him to kind of boost him up there because I definitely would. Love it to see him in the top five, uh, you know, sometime soon. Um, but, yeah, uh, for those that uh, have not tried it out yet, definitely try out Tabletop Simulator. Definitely go on the uh, stat page, make a um, an, a profile, and get some games in. Uh, you can also, obviously, it was meant for in-person, but it works uh, for any game, as long as you're facing someone that's also registered uh, online. Uh, you can submit any of your games in there. So definitely uh, keep that in mind. Uh, anything you do uh, helps out the, you know, helps the stats out. Um, so I think that about wraps up the show. Uh, just uh, some last shout-outs. Uh, I'm gonna, Chris, do you have any shout-outs you want to do? Sorry, I keep unmuting myself. Uh, no, I'm no, you're good. good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jose, any uh, shout-outs you want to do? Um, yeah, I mean, just to keep in mind for everybody that's listening, uh, it's always important to support local game shops, especially with everything going on. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we have somewhere to go back and play uh, once this is all over. Um, you know, just because they're, they're, they're struggling. I mean, I, I would imagine at least – you know, because like, I think a lot of their business is based off of foot traffic, which 
it's not a thing right now. So just keep that in mind and, and see what you can do to help out your, your local shops. Agreed. And to kind of expand on that, um, you know, uh, I know it's tempting to, you know, and, you know, I know for some people this is the this is kind of their only option, but just uh, if you can try to avoid the temptation to order online just from some random shop, especially if it's just some big place that just does online orders only that doesn't really have a, a brick and mortar shop. Uh, do your absolute best. I know they might not be the cheapest, but I always try to think of it as if if you have a relationship with your local shop the couple extra bucks that you're going to save, you know, I think of it as I'm giving that couple extra bucks to this person that uh, has supported me and given me a place to play. Uh, so I definitely don't mind paying the little extra money. I understand sometimes like it can be a big difference and especially if you barely have enough money to buy the things you want to buy. Um, so, you know, everyone's situation is different, but, um, really just we're talking about uh, just keeping it in mind uh, sometimes something that you might not be thinking about uh, you know give your shop a call they might not be open like their doors might not be open but they're probably still monitoring their email they're probably still uh, possibly sitting in their shop you know doing something either organizing I don't know how strict uh, your state uh, is at the moment but they, they're probably sitting by their email or phone number. So definitely, you know, do one or both uh, to get in touch and see what you can do. I know I've contacted uh, our local, and they don't have a lot of the stuff in, because uh, which they probably will soon. But, you know, with uh, Asthma Day just now, uh, from what I heard, opening up and allowing, uh, you know, people to order again, uh, I called up our shop and, you know, offered to just buy gift cards, you know, in anticipation that I know I'm going to spend the money once they get the product in. Uh, and that in itself might help them through this time because it's kind of like a loan in a way. Uh, gives them a little uh, cash to kind of get through this until things start running up again. So keep that in mind, even if there's nothing you need at the moment. If you know for a fact you have a little extra cash and they will have something eventually, just call and see if a gift card or even like uh, just credit in general. I don't know how your shop might do it. Um, but yeah, uh, also Tabletop Simulator, go on uh, um, the uh, Song of Ice Fire stat, uh, as Brett mentioned. And um, uh, but yeah. And then for those of you that don't have uh, a shop that are kind of just ordering online, uh, keep them uh, in the back of your thoughts. Maybe uh, try supporting um, Family Time Games in uh, Indianapolis, uh, owned by Shane. Shane's an awesome guy. I've met him a ton of times, especially for living so far away from him. And uh, he makes, you know, him and Brett make uh, going out there to uh, to his shop you know, amazing. You know, me and Justin have made the trip three times and we're, you know, we're excited to go every time we, you know, make the trip just because the environment out there is amazing. And, uh, you know, granted it's only like a four hour drive, which is, you know, nothing for me and Justin, but we would definitely make the drive if it was further. So, uh, keep that in mind if you don't really have a shop uh, or a local to, you know, see if he has something that you might want or need. And like I said, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he does uh, gift cards or, or whatnot, that he might be willing to do that too. Um, 
and I believe uh, his wife is also making uh, masks to wear. I know some some uh, states are starting to require it. Uh, I know I just ran into last night while working. Uh, uh, this one gas station required masks to even walk inside. Luckily, uh, uh, we had our, you know, being on the ambulance, we already had our masks, so it wasn't uh, too big of a problem. But, you know, you might run into those. So if you need a mask, definitely keep them in mind. Just uh, look on their um their website, and you might be able to find the email there and email them. Uh, unless, Brett, do you know if they have, like, a specific email to to find uh, that info for the masks? I uh, I dropped their website link on Small Council Radio uh, last week. So okay. just visit the site, and there will be direct contact information there. Awesome. So, yeah, definitely go check all that stuff out. Uh, I mean, there's tons of uh, um, stuff we could uh, – recommend and plug in here uh but um you know just keep those ones in mind and anything else we'll uh we'll post on our page and just keep uh keep looking back at our page for any updates for things to kind of look out for um and then also uh one thing we're going to try to push a lot more uh, is our discord it's kind of been dead lately but that's kind of been our fault we haven't really been pushing it very hard and i know there's already like ton of other discords out there so ours is mostly going to just be for updates on the show and for uh, any suggestions from you guys so if you guys wouldn't mind you know joining that we'll put out the the uh, link to join um, on our page but you know we definitely we have a handful of uh, shows that we want to do but um, you know we definitely would like to start doing some more shows requested by you guys because you know, we want to be doing, you know, what you guys want to hear about. So definitely join our Discord and then, you know, just kind of give us some, uh, you know, some ideas or some things that you would like to hear about. Uh, thank you to my hosts uh, tonight, uh, Brett, Jose, and Chris. And, um, you know, I'm also going to thank Justin. You know, he's not on tonight, but all four of you guys are, you know, almost on every single week. Uh with a few exceptions here or there, but way more than I've, you know, I ever expected of you guys. And thank you guys for, you know, just being on and, you know, helping the show out. Um, so that is uh, kind of the wrap-up for this show. Uh, thank you guys for listening in uh, and gals. Uh, you know, uh, if you guys can't uh, join our Discord, just uh, send, uh, you know, whatever... Uh, suggestions you have to our page uh and this is the small council it is dismissed <laughs>